for a great show talking some NFL with, you know, Gene and Godfrey. I can't think of anything else I'd rather be doing right now. That was so anticlimactic. I need some energy, Kyle. God damn it. I'm, hey, I'm, I'm hyped. All right, I'm hyped. Let's go. And back with me is my brother from another mother, my road dog, the T-H-E-E-G-O-D-F-R-E-Y, the Godfrey. What's popping? I'm, I'm hyped. I want to get some anger out tonight. So Anger? Maybe, maybe there's some subject. I'm going to light someone asses up. Not none of the hosts, but maybe who we're talking about, light their ass up. Light it up. <laughs> I'm ready. I want some. I want the smoke. I want all the smoke. I'm about to, see, about to go see Scream tonight. Maybe Jordan will get in the chat and you could light him up. Scream, scream. Yeah. That's cool. I wonder if he's hanging out in uh, Cooperstown Lily, though. <laughs> Yo, shots fired early in the show. <laughs> uh, well, you I, fell off your seat when that happened. Bro, you said <laughs> literally that perfectly. I knew exactly what you were doing. Um, are city and state required? I like I heard you. Like he said Cooperstown. You're like, um, are we? Do we need the city and state, please? <laughs> I knew exactly what you were doing, bro. It was but hilarious. I thought when I said that, I thought that I was teeing it up for him easy, like I was giving him a hint. And when he said Louisville, I was like, "Wow, he went for a city, not even a state." I was like, "Shit!" And that was maybe that was a, a little bit of um, like a Jedi mind trick there. You know what I mean? So it was funny. You literally fell out of your seat. I did. I, I just I couldn't. <laughs> I like, you know, like Louisville Slugger. I'm like, oh my god, bro. I can't, but we got a crazy episode of pre-gaming the draft, pre-gaming free agency, pre-gaming the combine, which has kind of already happened, but that's okay. So I want to start with the combine because I've gotten really heated conversations with this recently, and I know Kyle's thoughts, but I kind of want to get yours, Godfrey, and then Kyle, for all the listeners that are listening out there. That have not heard the big three on Tuesday. Um, I kind of want to hear your opinion repeated again. Mm-hmm. Bryce Young, should he have thrown at the combine? Godfrey, I'm asking you first. Well, I'm not a huge combine fan. I do I, I'm not against it, but I would say I think yes, because you know, I want to see someone that you know, I feel like they're putting it all out there. They have the confidence to do it. And I don't know what his reasons are. So I'm just talking from, you know, the chest here. But I think it would be a good idea for him to do it. Do it. Will it hurt his draft stock? I'm not sure because there's certain guys that haven't and, and, and it didn't. But, you know, there's questions of size and, you know, can he do it on a pro level and, you know, his height. And I don't know if he's avoiding that, you know, football is kind of like pro wrestling where like, you know, they're like, he's six one, but then you do the major. Like, oh, he's really six, six, you know, just six foot. You know what I mean? So I don't know if he's avoiding something or he just felt like he didn't want to hurt himself or he just was putting himself out there in a situation that wasn't advantageous to his success. But I, I think he should have did it personally. Godfrey obviously hasn't listened to the big three or wire to wire last night. Because, nope. And I, and I, I tell you right now, I'm ready, but Kyle, would you like to, to respond, do the honors. I, I don't know, man. Do you agree, disagree? What do you think? I mean, I like I said, I know where you're where you will be heading with it. Um for me, I would say I kind of lead towards Godfrey, but I do understand the other side of it where a lot of times teams overreact to measurables at the combine. I mean, you heard it this year. Everybody's talking about Will Levis with a rocket. 
they're making Anthony Richardson out to be like the next big thing because of his measurables. And we know fast. Bryce Young, everybody. Hmm? That boy's fast, though. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Are. So now Richardson's being seen as possible QB1 off the draft yeah. there, whereas Bryce Young, he did it at Alabama against what everybody says, best conference in college football. So, you know, you can go back and look at his tape and understand who he is. You know, he'll have his pro day, which he'll do everything that was at the combine, just in a controlled situation where he's thrown to guys he knows and all that. I mean, I know I posed the question on cheap seats as well, and I said, if I was a top prospect, I would go just because, I, I don't know, I guess I would just, you know, throw and do all that there just to see, just to kind of let teams know, like, hey, I'm the best quarterback. I'm going to show you. I may not have the rocket of the arm, but I'm most accurate. You know, I might not be the fastest, but you guys know if it comes down to it, I can scramble and make my way. So if you're going to use the combine to knock me down, that's on you. And then I'll just use that as motivation. But I would I would have thrown, but I understand why Bryce Young didn't. After you, you say know, that? Like I said. I kind of, yeah. I'm kind of neutral on it. I kind of feel like I can understand why he would want to go now. Now yeah. it's it's leaning more toward it because, you know, this is the era. Like this is different than football was 15 I'm, years ago, 10 I'm years so ago. So fired up right now. They like to invent things to manipulate the market as far as the drafts the GMs do. Like look at Anthony Richardson. Like no one's taking him at one. I don't believe that for a second. That's that's crazy. No one's taking him at one. Now does he deserve to fly up the draft board because of his skill? Sure. But people are always trying to manipulate the market. So I could see Bryce Young not wanting his market manipulated, you know? And I, I'm not – I'm neutral on this because I could see why he can make a case for not doing it. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, for me, so, the cautionary tale is always Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson was mm-hmm. a guy who most people didn't care about. He had one game at BYU. An announcer or something said, he reminds me of Patrick Mahomes. All of a sudden, Zach Wilson became the hottest name coming out that year, and look what has happened to him. He looks Underwear like the guy Olympics. that most people thought. Yeah, he looks like the guy most people thought. You know, not mature, can't necessarily make all the good throws. Sure, he has a good arm, but what does that get you if you're not accurate or smart decision-making-wise? Now, how do we know Anthony Richardson's not the same way? But if a team reaches for him, they'll be looking at it in a couple of years like, oh, he needs a couple of more years to figure it out. And it's like, well, you should have figured it out before you drafted him. So uh, for... for Bryce Young, I yeah. So I'm like for Bryce Young, I'm like Godfrey as well. You know, if he doesn't throw fine, because he'll throw this pro day. So it's the same thing as the combine, just he didn't do it in Indianapolis. I I, I mean I don't care either way. But that's the part that pisses me off. Kyle, I have four strong points but i'm gonna i'm gonna offer you guys door number one or door number two which one would you like to open first let's go with door number two door number two okay door number two was florida's anthony richardson anthony richardson who uh i just want to read the stat out to you uh played against kentucky who is you know middle of the pack sec team i think they finished seven and six or eight and five around that area uh, and Will Levis versus Kentucky and SEC team week two. He was 14 of 35 
for 143 yards and two interceptions. Okay. Listen, I get it, man. That might not that might not be the end all be all for Anthony Richardson. So let's just take it a step further. Further down the line. Anthony Richardson played against Missouri, Mizzou in Florida, homecoming game. Anthony Richardson was eight for 14 for 66 yards, one touchdown, one interception. You know what, though? He runs the ball really well, right? He's really fast. Five carries, 45 yards. Okay. Would you like more tape? I don't even want to pull up Georgia. I got, I got more for you. I got more. We go further down the line. Further down the line, he played Vanderbilt, the worst team in the SEC for years. Yeah. He had a great game. 25 of 42 for 400 yards, three touchdowns and one pick, and lost to Vanderbilt. Door number two, or door number one, Will Levis. Now, I, I want to read something out to you because I think it's important. 2022. Uh, Florida gave up 26 points to Utah, 26 to Kentucky, 28 to South Florida, 38 to Tennessee, 17 to Eastern Washington, 17 to Mizzou, 45 to LSU, 42 to Georgia, 24 to AM, whose offense was pedestrian. Six to South Carolina, 31 to Vanderbilt, and 45 to Florida State and 30 to Oregon State. Would you say that's good good defense? Would you say that's a good defense? The answer is no. I can answer it for you if you like. Will Evans. 13 of 24. For 202 yards, one touchdown, one interception versus Florida. Guys, I don't, like, let's go down Kentucky's schedule. He scored six points against Georgia. That's an NFL team. He lost to Vanderbilt, 24-21. to They lost to Tennessee, 44-6. to Do you want me to read a stat line from that game? Tennessee's defense stunk. Will Levis, 16 of 27 for 98 yards, zero touchdowns, three interceptions. Are you out of your friggin' mind? You're going to draft Will Levis and Anthony Richardson over Bryce Young? Hey, listen, I, I, listen, Godfrey, you know what I'm talking about here. Kyle looks like he's a decent-looking human being. I'm not the greatest-looking guy. I got a little extra weight, Timmy. Godfrey, you're a good-looking guy, but you're not the greatest. You're not winning any awards. How do you pick up women, Godfrey? Um, money? No. I mean, <laughs> no. Uh, I don't know. I'm still trying how, to figure how that do you out. Pick up women? <laughs> you you hook up with girls. How do you pick up women? You know, just throw the personality out there and see who connects. They spit game. How many women you pick it up in a club when the when the music's really loud and you got all the Jersey Shore guys pumping their arms? Is that your space? Godfrey? I whisper. I whisper in her ear. Have you ever heard of pre-gamey pigskin? That's not your space, <laughs> correct? No, no. I mean, I've been in that space. You're not out looking these guys on the beach, right? With your shirt no. off, and you're not winning that round. The rounds that you win. 
The rounds right. I it's win. It's the beard. I just, I just, I just kind of go like this. I'm like, yeah. Hey, oh, like beard. Godfrey, right. the rounds that you win or the rounds that I win is game. Right. We have game. Yeah, I mean, game. hold on. Let me finish. I'm almost done. I promise. We have game. Why is Bryce Young going to stand on the beach next to C.J. Stroud and Will Levis while they throw a cannon of an arm around with no defense, with no shirt on? Why is he doing it? He played in the SEC and never had games as bad as Anthony Richardson and as bad as Will Levis. He played in the SEC. He won a Heisman Trophy. Why do I have to subject myself to watch him throw next to Will Levis? So everyone's like, Will Levis' arm is better. Of course Will Levis' arm is better. Can I ask you a question? Who has better arm talent, Jay Cutler or Tom Brady? Cutler. It's not close. Yeah, but that's not everything, too. I mean... Correct. It's not everything. And that's the point. Why in the world would Bryce Young throw at the combine next to Will Levis and C.J. Stroud when those guys have better arms than he does? He Well, you want to win the Jeff George Award, you know, where you have a really, really great arm. I mean, that's what I call it. I mean, I, listen, last year, it, it doesn't surprise me. Let, me. let me take you in a wayback machine real quick when it comes to quarterbacks and draft. I want to go to the 2021 draft. All right. Easy. I want to answer David's Trevor question, Lawrence. too, by the way. David, we will answer your question, FYI. Good, Godfrey, I'm sorry. Trevor Lawrence went number one. All right, yep. everybody's okay with that. Then we got Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. Okay. Then you got Justin Fields and Mac Jones. Now, to me, why would anybody take – I would have never taken Zach Wilson or Trey Lance over Justin Fields. Not in a million years. And you know, I wouldn't – you know, Mac Jones, okay. People were talking about in that draft taking – the Niners taking Mac Jones – at three when they traded up, which was crazy to me. I yeah. And I'm like, what? Justin Fields should, was the number two quarterback, clear number two quarterback draft. You, you could say 1A, 1B. It was always Lawrence of Fields for me. And yeah. the way it's played out, that's what it looks like. Yeah. And every year we have this some GM trying to reinvent the wheel. Anthony Richardson shouldn't come nowhere near the top three quarterbacks. He, and Will Levis should go nowhere near. He's a three guy. Yeah. Well, he should come nowhere near uh, Stroud or, or Bryce Young. It's nuts to me. And to me, it doesn't matter where they draft him because that's going to be how the quarterbacks play out, I believe. Will Levis, it's fair to ask who has he played against. And definitely Anthony Richard has done awful in college. I see the tangibles are there. But you're going to have to let the kid sit for a year, year and a half. There's no way he comes in right away. And he's going to be able to read NFL defenses better – than he did in college because he did, he couldn't read a defense in college, like and I know that from watching minimal tape on the kid because I'm like all right let's check this kid out, and you just people the GMs these days especially in the last ten years like to invent quarterbacks because it's like you have nothing you don't have a quarterback, and I'm not buying the Will Levis talk or the Anthony Richardson talk the, the top two guys for me are Stroud and Young now I personally prefer Stroud a little bit more over Young personally because he's bigger, not I just. I just kind of like the game overall. It's because he's a little bigger. I worry. Yeah, but I worry about the durability. That's the only thing I'm worrying about. But again, if I if I'm the team that's behind him and they say they take Stroud and Young is there, there's no question I'm taking Young. I'm not looking at the other guys. So they're one and two for me all day long as far as quarterbacks. And you know, if someone took Bryce Young at one, I wouldn't say that's a bad pick. I'd be like, okay, you got your guy. 
It's just I, embarrassing, Godfrey. It's embarrassing yeah. to me that this happens all the time where Bryce Young is li- literally looked at in this different light and Will Levis and, and uh, Anthony Richardson, these just look at these prospects. They could be this, this, and that. It's just laughable. Watch yeah. them play. Watch them play. Yeah, and they're going to have to be kosher. I mean, I think a lot of teams, too, are trying to. What is to- Mickey Delaney talking? Why? Turn your TV off. You don't have to watch. What are you talking about? Clarify, sir. I understand what you're talking about. Clarify. But um, I think, um, listen, we see people, teams this year are going to try to pull off what the Eagles did. And most Eagles fans are like, what were you doing when he drafted him, including myself? But Jalen Hurts played well at the college level. It's not an equal, you know, Anthony Richardson didn't play well at the college level. Jalen Hurts balled out the college level. His last year was at Oklahoma. And I think people are like, well, let's get someone that's a prospect and let's make them into a quarterback, right? And I that's not – that's feasible sometimes, but I still think they're inventing prospects. Malik Willis last year, they talked about him going in the first round. He, and listen, mm-hmm. it was fair to ask, who did he play? He played nobody. And it it was so bad. They were like, we got to pull a guy off the street at the end of the season when Tana was injured. I forget who was the kid they pulled off. That was jo- Hodges. Josh, uh, Josh Dobbs, I thought it was. Josh Dobbs. Dobbs. He was. I mean, if you're you're saying you have potential and you can't outplay Josh Dobbs, you're done. You're speaking done. About speaking about not outplaying bad quarterbacks, um, Godfrey. I, I know you're not a huge Penn State guy, but do you know who Sean Clifford is? Yeah, he uh, beat out Will Levis. Yes. Or, yeah, yeah. He beat Will Levis out for the job yeah. at Penn State. That's why Will Will Levis was in Kentucky. I know Seven Sean Clifford years didn't impress senior, me. Sean Clifford. Beat out Will Levis for the Penn State job. Yeah, we're yeah. going to take Will Levis in the first round. You guys are out of your mind. You yeah, I, out of your mind. I think it's – I could see taking him if he's the third quarterback left on the board and then you want to take a shot, but not over those two guys. Not, no way. Stroud and Young are the top two. I just don't see – Why it. are we writing Hendon Hooker off? Because he tore his ACL? Hendon Hooker I've looked better that, than both of them. I've thrown that yeah. name out there as well. I think Hendon be, Hooker looks better than I both of them. That would be a sneaky pickup by a team. And you know what the funny thing is? I really think with the, how much money quarterbacks are to command, I really by the think. Way, in that same game, Godfrey, that same game where Will Levis played through uh, 16 to 27, 90 yard yards, zero touchdowns, three picks. His counterpart, Will Levis, I mean, sorry, counterpart, Hendon Hooker, was 19 of 25 for 245 yards and three touchdowns, two of them being the. Jalen Wyatt, Hyatt, who will be one of the top wide receivers off the board. Um, mm-hmm. Just, it's just embarrassing. I just, I, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it is. It is embarrassing. I mean, listen, and we've seen a lot of busts before back in the day. Like you know, Jamarcus Russell, that was there. Like, look at his arm. But the thing you have to ask, and I do think you could get a quarterback from a small school and they could be successful if you put him in the right situation. But you know, the pro game is so much faster than the collegiate game. So if they're playing in a subpar program, how are they performing? Is it them or is it the program? But when you look at Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, they're playing good competition. They're in national championship games and you're seeing them on a national stage. You know, I, I just think, I think it's wild. I mean, I think people will try to manipulate the market too, definitely by like throwing talk in there. It's like watching CNBC and watching people talk about stocks. Like, oh, I shouldn't buy, you shouldn't buy it. Yeah, this stock's really good and make pump it up and down. 
I think people do that too with the NFL draft. They try to pump up a guy and hopefully a team uh, takes him and bites it. And then, you know, another guy falls in your lap. That shouldn't Anthony Richardson is a first round draft shakeup pick. Someone's going to take the bait and someone is now going to fall to a team that they shouldn't because they took him in the first round. I would not take that kid in the first round. Third or four, third earliest fourth round pick. Charles, listen, listen real quick, and we'll, we'll, we'll kind of move off the combine in a minute. But Charles McDonald, and this is kind of a touch on David Burns. Now that y'all are on the draft, what are your predictions on the draft? Um, Charles McDonald, who writes for Yahoo Sports, just an hour ago, put out his mock draft 5.0. Number one, the Indianapolis Colts trade up to the Bears, and they take C.J. Stroud. Okay. I could see that. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Houston Texans get should get their guy at number two. Nope. Anthony Richardson, Houston Texans, number that's two overall. Crazy. That's fucking crazy. It's already begun, yeah. Arizona Cardinals take Will Anderson Jr. Chicago Bears at four take Jalen Carter. Uh, Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher out of Texas Tech, goes five. Bryce Young falls all the way to six in a trade with the Detroit Lions move up to get Bryce Young. The Las Vegas Raiders, the next pick, select Will Levis. And Nolan Smith, who had the most ridiculous 40 for like mm-hmm. he that's the last time uh, last time an edge rusher ran a four three was Micah Parsons. Nolan Smith ran a four three. Kid played for Georgia. Out of this world. He's going nine to the Panthers. That would be a steal. Yeah. Yeah. And the Eagles get uh, Oregon cornerback Christian Gonzalez. <clears throat> I just um my projection I think the NFL isn't as stupid as people think they are. I think that they these teams can't be this dumb. I think Indy does trade up to one. They get CJ Stroud. I think Houston sits pat at two. They get Bryce Young. And I think the quarterbacks Levis. I think Levis will end up going top 15. I think Richardson falls and uh, he slides. Uh, I just can't see. I can't see a team being this absurd. No, I can't see. Probably, it. I can't see this team being absurd. Do you yeah, see I something think... like a Lamar situation where a team sees him slipping and goes, "Hey, we'll trade back into the bottom of the yeah. first to take," since he is such a darling now because of the combine. I could definitely see that happening. Yeah, I don't see him. I like if the Colts were to trade up to one to take them, it kind of fit what they've been doing the past few years, where it just seems like they don't know what they're doing. And I feel like that would be a mistake. But if the, you know, if a team jumped back into the first round, I wouldn't be mad at it because they might be wondering if they could wait till their next pick to take them. So, Jordan, he's not. Jordan, he's not. He's not a first round quarterback. He might get drafted in the first round because he had a ridiculous combine. Right. All I ask you to do is watch the kid play. Just so, watch him play. Anybody ever see that TikTok where it, uh, it's the young black kid in the Burger King shirt and he goes, one kiss is all it takes, and he like throws the headphones down and gets mad? That's going to be the Texas draft pick. Like That's what's going to happen. Because if I am the Lions, and I've been saying that, if the Lions can snag a QB like that at six, they got to do it. Jared Goff's not your long-term answer. People are arguing with me. I don't care what you say. And if you're a team, oh my God, and you, you don't need a quarterback and that guy falls in, you better pick him. I'm, if you can get Bryce Young at six, the Lions would be dancing out of their chair. They already have Jamison Williams, who is his number oh, one wide receiver for his Heisman Trophy campaign. 
Like they would be jumping out of their chair. So would I, because I have Jameis William in a dynasty league. I would be like, just be, I would be love that. But I mean, if the, if because that would be something that would upset the draft. And if that happened, and you're a team, even if I didn't have a quarterback, I would pick that kid. Because would you agree? I would, would you agree? And we gotta gotta get off the draft. I'm sorry, guys. I went a little bit too long. But would you agree that the, the 2021 Georgia defense was one of the greatest defenses you ever watched playing college football ever? It was pretty good. Go yeah, check I mean, tape yeah. and watch what Bryce Young did to them in the SEC title game. Go check tape yeah. and watch what Bryce Young did to them in the SEC title game with Jamison and Williams. Yeah. He was on that, – that defense heralded six first-round first-rounders. Well, six after Jalen Carter gets picked this year. Yeah, and the size thing about Bryce Young is a little like, overplayed too because he's a young man still. He can add some bulk, and that could kind of go away. The height thing might be a little concerned, but you know, not play Walker either or Keely Ringo. Keely yeah. Ringo should be drafted in the first round too. It could be seven first rounders that started on that defense. Yeah, Ringo's. Nice. The uh, sorry, Nicobe Diener, Keely Ringo, and no, uh, sorry, Keely Ringo, Nicobe Dean, and Nolan Smith. And Jalen Carter were all on that team. Yep. And they've already had Jordan Davis, Quay Walker, uh, first pick last year. Why am I forgetting his name? Um, first, first pick, edge rusher. Jaguars took him. Uh, Trayvon Walker. Trayvon Walker. Yep. Like, Georgia, that defense was absurd. Go watch what Bryce Young did to them. It was yep. insane. Listen, guys, I was out on C.J. Stroud. I didn't think he was the guy. I thought he crumbled in big moments. And so I watched what he did on New Year's Eve versus Georgia. Like, whoop, I was wrong about him. He's got it. <laughs> yeah, that definitely helped him for sure, yeah. And yeah, you know, you think? that's the thing. People are comparing him to Cam Newton. Do we not remember Cam Newton's career? Cam Newton had accuracy issues throughout his career yeah he could run until that super bowl when denver beat him up and then that kind of went away from him. so if you want to jump up to one i mean newton was taking one but i mean that's that i guess for that draft that was just the right guy if you're looking at this group richardson should never be number one on anybody's draft board so if yep. a team does it good luck to them you know everybody says he has to sit for like two years to learn anyway and you can, you but you can't. You gotta. If he's sitting for two years, that's a. It's a third or at earliest or fourth or fifth round pick like that. Like that, if you're sitting for two years, you can't pick someone in the first two rounds that's not gonna play. You know, fairly soon. You can't do that. All right, guys. Um, gotta get in the quarterback contracts. Gotta get into some of the things that happen in the NFL free agency. I do want to talk about my Philadelphia Eagles a little bit. We'll talk about them a little bit more two weeks from now in Birds Deep. But um, C.J. Gardner-Johnson basically wished goodbye, and it looks like the Browns are honing in on signing him. Um, really hope something turns around and the Eagles get him back. That's one of the guys I really want to back. I don't want to take too much time there. Derek Carr signed a, a pretty big deal, pretty lucrative deal with the New Orleans Saints. What are your thoughts on that deal with the New Orleans Saints? Um, The salary cap doesn't matter. <laughs> That's all I got to say. I mean – yeah, it's like it's the Wizard of Oz. I don't know. It's, I like it because I think 
They got it. They got a good. They got a good base there for him. The defense is bad. You still, Chris Olave, I think, with uh, it elevates his game playing with Derek Carr, yeah. and Slant Boy should be back hopefully. Slant Boy, yeah, hopefully. Who knows? He's he's in he's in his own universe. I think him and Kyrie hang out a lot. You know, they just <laughs> they walk to the end of the earth and just fall right off. But whatever. I mean, you know, I think it's a good move by him. It's a move you had to make because. Without a quarterback or someone that you could at least build a team around, you, you're not you're not you have nothing, and it's an upgrade from Dalton and or Jameis Winston, you know. And I just don't see him not not doing well there. I I just I think that's going to be a good situation for him. Um, it's a dome, so he's not going to have to worry about you know playing in the cold weather because that that was a concern about some teams he may go to. I, I like the Derek Carr contract. I, I don't. I don't think uh, it could burn you. You know, what does burn the Saints, though, is why the fuck are you still paying Taysom Hill that much money? That's what I want to know. Who does he have naked pictures yeah. of? Yeah. He so. should be the first to get restructured. But I liked it as well. You know, in that division, I feel like if he went to the Saints or Carolina, I wouldn't have had an issue. Because if you look at it, the defense is going to go up against the Falcons don't scare you. The Panthers have a good defense. I'll give them that. But the Bucks. The Bucs are losing guys every day, so we don't know what that team's going to look like. Saints could very easily win that division next year by a couple of games. So I'm not mad at it. I thought it was the right move for them. I, I like that for the Saints, for sure. Um, does anybody find it interesting that Derek Carr got paid less money than Daniel Jones? Um, four years, I 150 versus four years, 160. Yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. Derek Carr took a little bit of a discount. Uh, you know, I think what they're saying that Carr tried to help out the Saints by taking a little less. I mean, yeah, it is kind of wild. Uh, and I kind of resent Der- Daniel Jones for raising the quarterback market even more <laughs> for teams that want to send their guy. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's getting $94 million guaranteed. The funny part is, like, you know now that, uh, like, you cannot, like, if even if you were Jalen Hurts, right? And you were like, I want to take a quarterback, a team friendly deal for the with the Eagles. You can't take less than forty million because you're just like, this is just, I can't do this. Yeah, like I can't make less than Daniel Jones. I think that was uh, a defensive move by the Giants. They're gonna like, we're gonna raise everybody else's salary and we're gonna sign him to too, a little bit too much. Money. Oh, it's too, it's crazy. It's absolutely absurd. Daniel Jones stinks. You know, the last three years he hasn't thrown more touchdown passes. Uh, then he's played games. Yeah. Brett's I mean, trolling Freddie. Um, yeah. But he <laughs> you tr- you just paid a guy $40 million to lose 38-3 to to the Eagles. And by paying him $40 million, and now they're trying to get Leonard – they're trying to sign Leonard Williams. They're trying to sign Saquon Barkley to off the uh, franchise tag. How, what wide receivers you got around them? Yeah, they better what are you going to do? You paid Daniel Jones $40 million. They better double dip in the draft and make sure that they draft the right guy. That's clearly they're going to be out Kadarius in the wide receiver Tony. market. They can't do anything there. They drafted Kadarius Tony. He looked decent for Kansas City this year. Well, that's what I'm saying. They, they can't make mistakes like that because he didn't work there. And clearly they're paying him, assuming Dayball is going to continue to progress with him. And in a couple of years, we'll look at it and be like, Dayball turned him to a pretty good quarterback. Now the contract doesn't look as bad. But if he you know, regresses in any way, 
you know that New York fan base isn't going to let him be, you know let him get away with that. So hopefully they made the right decision and they're going to have to get some wide receivers there because at the end of last season, I I couldn't name anybody he was throwing to other than Saquon. Well, you're going to have to you're going to have to give him at least based off the contract three their potential out really is 2026. So um, you know they're pretty much stuck with them because the dead cap hit is only nine and, you know, then, but it's 18 the year before. So really, if you have to get out of it, you get out of it 2025, but two years before that, it's 82 and 63. So you definitely have them for the next year's guaranteed if it goes awry. But I mean, it just shows people are, are, I I don't know, man, to me, that's crazy. Now, my thing is, it's a bad decision. They should have picked up the fifth year option. But they didn't want to because they, they didn't you didn't have enough faith in them to pick up the fifth year option. But mm-hmm. then you and since you didn't pick up the fifth year option and they would have been in the driver's seat this year still, now you just paid a lot more money. I love it as an Eagles fan. I absolutely love it. <laughs> but I'm I, looking at the uh the uh salary cap for the New York Giants this year and uh looks like They'll have the 14th overall NFL cap rate, a $224 million. I just I can't. I I I what 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 are we doing? They have 18 million dollars in cap space to restructure Saquon, sign Leonard Williams, mm-hmm. and try to get him a wide receiver. What are you gonna do? We 18 keep million. These teams that are desperate for whatever a quarterback will. They'll throw money and hope and hope it's the right guy. I mean, you can see what Denver did for Russell Wilson. Obviously, say they probably overpaid for him. And Deshaun Watson, we hadn't seen him in a couple of years. Cleveland was like, "Yeah, go ahead, we'll, we'll I wanna, throw money at you." I'm going to so remember those people who said that though. Like when the Russell Wilson trade happened, people were like, "That was a good move." Everybody, most people were now like, "Oh, that's a horrible contract." If he turns it around next year. Then it looks like then a good looks, move again. Yes. Yeah, I, like Absolutely. there's a lot of people are like, oh, I, I mean, listen, I know Russ has his problems, but people are like, oh, I'd rather Russell Wilson to Daniel Jones. That's for fucking sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's it? Absolutely. I don't get people are getting like, get out of here. That's the, there's a reason why they got Sean Payton there. That was the exact answer yes. that Broncos needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big Russell Wilson fan, so I, I really hope Payton turns him around because, like you said, a lot of people are writing him off. I think the Broncos have a really good year next year. Well, depending I, on. I, their wide receiver situation looks like they're shopping Sutton. They might be shopping Judy. Like, who knows? Do you think that Sean Payton went in there and said, hey, Russ, let's ride? Do you think he said that to him? <laughs> because if he did, that would be great. <laughs> I mean, I... immediately that he uh, kicked Russ, uh, kicked Russ's guys out the building immediately. Yeah. He let down, let, yeah. set some precedent. And they need someone like that. They need someone, and that Russ needs to hear that. Like, oh, you won one Super Bowl, cool. So did I. Take a seat. Yeah. You know, former another former player came out to. Uh, did you guys hear this report? A former another former uh, Kyler Murray teammate said he needs to grow up. Yeah. See that? That's, that's consensus from anybody who's. I was trying to. In, that's I was talking to him on the Call of Duty chat last night. I was trying to draft him for my dynasty league as a as a minor league pick, 
and I was trying to see if he, he had any thoughts about playing baseball. I was like, yo, man. Former Arizona Cardinals offensive lineman Kelvin Beecham offered a pointed mm-hmm. assessment of Kyler Murray during a recent radio interview saying the star quarterback needs to grow up a little bit in order to lead a franchise. Uh, Beecham, a free agent, after spending the past three seasons protecting Murray as one of Arizona's starting offensive linemen, was asked about the 2019 number one overall pick uh, leadership abilities during an interview at Arizona Sports 98.7. Grow up, Beecham responded when asked if Murray needs to be a man and grow up. Um, he demonstrates our beliefs in his ability to lead the team, but according to Beecham, Murray still has work to do as a leader. It's not a completed process. I didn't say he lacks leadership skills. I just think he needs to grow up a bit. I think if he has the ability and willingness to grow up, he'll be fine. That's damning. It's like the fourth teammate that's came out and said he needs to grow up. Yeah, I, 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 lo- I love how people act like this is impossible, right? The best way I could describe it is everybody was in denial about that in Michael Vick early on in his career. And then Michael Vick said it himself in an interview with Jim Moore Jr. Yeah. Right. And that is the best way to really describe it. Like it's you're, you can hide, you can run, you can throw temper tantrums, complain about the homework clause, whatever you want to. It's going to show on the field. This isn't college. You won't out athlete the, the other players. They're just as good as an athlete as you are. The offensive lineman is just as good as an athlete as you are. And that's the fact. And these guys that were getting their asses kissed from Pop Warner to high school to college think it's going to carry over to the pros and they get a wake-up call. And the question is, are they man enough to say, I got to make a change? Or do they double down and throw a temper tantrum? And that's how you decide who's your franchise quarterback. Kyle? Yeah. No, I was about to say, with all this coming out, Kyle Murray could go one of two ways. Comes out next year, becomes like a model teammate. You guys can then say, yeah, Kyle's made the biggest change in that I've seen. He's a really good leader. Or he continues down this road and we just keep hearing teammates and stuff say he, he just doesn't get it. So it's all on him at this point, what he wants people to say about him. Godfrey said it perfect. I've been saying that for a year that he, his whole life, he's been able to out athlete anyone and not have to worry about it and just been better, more skilled. So it didn't matter how much he knew about defenses. He could just make things happen. In the NFL, that, that, that catches up to you. Kyler's got all the talent in the world, man, but coming off an ACL tear, he's not going to be able to use his legs as much as he'd like to. He's going to have to learn how to read coverage. He's in bad shape. How bad does that contract look now? Oh, my God. So let me ask you a question just for fun. What contracts look worse? I'm going to give you four of them. I want you to rank them one through four. Thanks for bringing that up, by the way, because I I, I thought about this and I forgot to talk about it. Four quarterbacks got paid a lot of money and have not done everything that they're asked to do. So I want you to rank these four contracts on which one you'd rather have. Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Dakota Rain Prescott. Dakota Rain, man, I just I can't believe that's his name. That's fucking that's great. Anyway, um, so the the first one through four first would be our one that we we would want the most. Yeah, so if one would be the one that we would is the worst. Four oh. would be the one that we would tolerate. Okay. I think I think listen. I, which one would you want the least? Let's start there. Which one would we'll go over number four? Which contract would you be like, 
you could rescind it right now, it would be the, the best out of the four. Um, so I know my top two are. Uh, I would probably rescind the Murray contract because this is – I felt this way about him before the ACL tear because I haven't seen the intangibles from him translate at all. Like I haven't seen any promising signs. DeAndre Hopkins is frustrated with him. DeAndre Hopkins, if you look at his career, has played with some trash trash mm-hmm. quarterbacks, some horrible quarterbacks. He's like, I don't want any parts of this. So, I mean, I'm out. That Murray's the worst one. I just – I, I question because of his dedication to the game so far in the pros, will he have the dedication to his rehab and how will that affect his physical ability when he does get back on the field? Okay. So Murray's your four. How about you, Kyle? I mean, Murray's pretty good. I might say Prescott. I I, I mean, I, I just didn't like what I saw from him last year. He was a guy who's supposed to be all about ball control. And it seems like he's turned into, turnover prone overnight and i don't know if i necessarily like that at least murray's still young mm, now fair. this next season is going to be important for him but i'd probably say prescott is four my force kyler okay yeah. and it's nothing you, you want to talk about a guy that's going to have to revamp his entire game he just tore his acl so you sign the contract his teammates hate him he tore his acl he can't run out of the pocket as much as he used to uh he's gonna have a and it didn't happen like the week one. It happened like week 12. So he might not even be ready. He's going to be ready for like week five or six. It's another year you're burning into that contract this year. I, I think Kyler's the answer here. Who's three? Oh, for me, it's Dakota Rain. Um, you know, I, I think uh, he, Prescott's a better leader than uh, Murray right now. So he's a better locker room guy. So that's why I have him above him. But the injury to his ankle, he's still not the same after that. And who could blame him? That was a horrific injury. And, you know, I think he's a serviceable quarterback, but he's definitely one that if you need in crunch time, he's not going to come through. He's shown it over and over again. And, you know, the standard that the Cowboys have, because, you know, everybody wants to make him contender, you know, them and the Yankees every year. Um, you know, they pretty much, they're not going to get there with him. He had plenty of weapons around him. I don't see, you know, if, if I mean, put other quarterbacks in that in that quarterback room and see how they do. Get what what if you know Justin Herbert had weapons, but you know, put Justin Herbert on that team or put you know, it just give him CD Lamb, right? Like I mean, that's pretty good. And that offensive line was pretty good. They had a pretty decent offense. So I mean, you know, he in big moments it seems every year in the playoffs. Last year against the Niners, it's it's Dak doing something that doesn't get him over the hump. Um, my number three is Dak also. So who would be your number three, uh, Kyle? My three was Kyler Murray for the reasons that you oh, we, we all have them three, four. Okay, yeah. so Kyle, yeah. give me your number two. All right, so that's what team was. Russell Wilson or Sean Watson? Whose contract would you rather have? Actually, let's just go one because we'll figure two out immediately. Yeah. Whose contract would you most like, like to have out of those two? I guess I'm a big Russell Wilson guy, so I'd probably say Wilson, although I know – I know what I saw from Watson with the Texans, but it's been too many years removed. But I, I'd say Wilson won. Who would you rather have won? Russell or with Sean Payton now or Deshaun Watson with a full offseason? That's a tough one for me. I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson with a full offseason. Um, still a believer in his talent, even though, you know, he's not a good human being. I mean, you know, I'm leaving, yeah, I'm leaving that aside. Um, 
but I, I talent youth um yeah it's guaranteed but those those numbers aren't going to look awful when um you know the way this quarterback market's going i mean yeah. as the years go on so i, I i'm going him and then russ second it's close for me though I, yeah. I think russ has some redeemable qualities um i think he needs to be humbled a little bit and that year i think last year was humbling for russ that's for sure uh you know okay when, especially when he got that concussion it looked like he was ko'd like a mike tyson punch out not funny but it was it was interesting <laughs> the face i was like oh my god remember that meme i'm like jesus I still believe that Deshaun Watson can make it happen in Cleveland. I believe that with a full offseason, I believe with the running game, an offensive line, an offensive head coach, Amari Cooper is number one receiver. I think he's in the best overall situation. I think Deshaun Watson will be fine this year. I believe that. So I'll take Deshaun Watson's contract one, Russ two, Dakota Rain three, and uh, Kyler four out of the four of them. So we talk about a lot of bad contracts before we get into the last – topic of the night and that's lamar jackson Woo! so lamar jackson is now on the non-exclusive franchise tag which by the way i've been an advocate and i agree a hundred percent with the ravens for putting him on the non-exclusive franchise tag so a team has to give you two first rounders for the right to overpay lamar jackson which is going to make them think twice about signing him to the longer-term deal, the, the, the bigger deal. Uh, he'll give less money because they're going to lose two first-rounders. They're letting Lamar test the market and see what he's worth. And when he realizes that a team's not going to give him $48 million a year guaranteed, the Ravens can get a little bit more of a quarterback-friendly deal is what they're thinking. Um, I have two questions. Number one, do you agree with the Ravens or Lamar? Number two, do you think Lamar Jackson should have hired an agent and not his mother? Oh, it's his mom, not him. Well, it's him and his yeah, mom. Like, yes, the both of them. So I have to pick one because I might, I might feel like both. <laughs> I mean, no, you, you, you agree with both of them? I think that he should, that he should have a real agent, and I agree with the Ravens. I mean, uh, I just, I think the Giants should have did what the Ravens did. Like, oh, Daniel Jones, go see if you get forty-five million a year. What he's asking for, we'll put a first-round tender on you. Let's see what happens, and. uh to me, Lamar, I think, has a bunch of the ability, but this is what I think about Lamar. Over the last, his last, I believe it was his last 12, it, since the end of 2021, he's missed 40% of games, okay? The end of 2021, the end of 2022, five games each, and the playoff game. They gave the Bengals a run for their money without him, and they were better with him, but at the end of the day, you know, I'll use Jalen Hurts as a good example. Let's say Jalen Hurts, like no one's talking about this last year. The Eagles fans, myself, I'm skeptical after last year, the way it ended. Not this year, but the year before, right? Um, the first round exit in the playoffs. Um, now Jalen Hurts, you're like, yeah, he should get the money, right? He's He should get the money because he's done something that Lamar's never done. He's never even been to an AFC championship game, okay? And I'm not saying you have to get that to get that money. But when you put in the, the missing the game, one and three in the playoffs, and the durability part, you know, the back end of the season, which is arguably the most important part of the season, I, I'm i not giving you $48 million guaranteed. You know, to me, it, it's just I can't. You know, it, you're coming off your worst performances and you want the max value. Yep. How? How? That doesn't work in life in general, and especially Lamar – 
has to show the ability to adjust his game because the league will adjust to him. And what I mean is if you're going to run up the middle, you're going to take that contact, you're going to get injuries. you got to run away from contact. you got to evolve more as a passer to be able to move the offense in a different way. And I feel like he'll do that in a game, and then when it gets tight, he'll regress to what he knows and then get completely away from things that he may have learned. You see his season kind of trajects that way every year, like, You'll be like, oh, man, Lamar's looking good this year. He's throwing the ball nice three, four games in, and then all of a sudden, week 10 hits, and you're like, whoa, that's rough. The the best game that can really describe Lamar's lack of in-game adjustment, and this is on the coaching staff too, but was the Brian Flores game. I believe were they three and seven, the Dolphins? You're talking about the Thursday night game where Brian Flores was basically running nickel double A and sending uh, cover zero every play. If you pick the Dolphins that night, you're saying, now, I want proof. You're a liar. I want proof that you picked the Dolphins that night. I want documented proof you said the Dolphins were going to win that game. Prove it. Because if you're saying it with no proof, I don't believe you. Everybody had the Ravens winning that game. And I was just shocked. I was like, it's like the same thing was happening over and over again. It was Groundhog Day within the game. So, to me, like, Lamar needs a reality check. And uh, I forget the gentleman's name on – HBO Max, Bahami Jones or um, Bahamani Jones. Yeah, he was saying like, you know, you need an agent to tell them that they're assholes because you know, the the first couple offers. You also need an agent to to block out what the Ravens have to say when they're trying to negotiate down right. the contract. It's not just to tell them they're assholes. Yeah, you need to be able to. So Lamar Jackson goes in there and he's like, "Why am I not worth fifty million dollars?" And the Ravens have to explain to him why. Nope. And then you're going to offend them. It's like arbitration in baseball. If anybody read what happened with Corbin Burns on the Milwaukee Brewers, they're like, well, you kind of, they were like, you kind of like shit the bed at the end of the year. That's not what they said, but that's what they said during arbitration. It's an ugly process and he's pissed at them. So, you know, that's what's happening, you know, because Lamar is his own agent and his mom. That's what's happening. And, he you know, put listen. on the team last year. He quit yeah. on the team. Though. Absolutely. I, you can't tell me differently. He quit on the team last year. Not only did he quit on the team last year, he didn't play the end of the season two years ago. He was hurt then. Um, the contract that they offered him in September, I thought, was more than fair. Uh, I get it. It was only 131 guaranteed, but it was still $48 million a year, a $250 million contract. It would have been bigger than, than Deshaun's. It would have been bigger than Russ's if he played it out. I think that the just because other teams make these mistakes with their quarterbacks – does not mean the Baltimore Ravens have to make the same mistake. We're talking about what contract's worse. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. do they have to make the same mistake that these other teams made? Kyle, help me out. Help me understand. I I mean, I agree with that. That's why we heard a lot of the owners were upset with Cleveland for what they did with Watson because they understood at a certain point there's going to come to some quarterback that's going to be out there and they're going to have to make a statement with it. Yeah. And unfortunately, maybe Lamar is just that guy. You know, free agency is all about timing. His timing yeah. is just the wrong offseason. And I figured the Ravens are going to do this. I, you know, I said it a while ago, like I said, on Jordan's show that I told him since he's a big Ravens fan, expect the Ravens to franchise tag Lamar. Now, if they did the exclusive tag, I'd be like, you know, maybe Lamar came down with his demands closer to the team. They work it out. The fact they put non-exclusive lets you know Lamar probably still wants fully guaranteed. The Ravens are like, we can't go there. I believe the Ravens are over the cap as well. So yeah, if plus. they were, 
if they were to go fully guaranteed with Lamar, that means they probably lose pieces on that team. And that's 100%. a team that's not necessarily Super Bowl, you know, worthy right now because you, you're not going to take them over the Bengals. You're not taking them over the Chiefs. The Chargers, if, you know, Staley ever figures it out, they're talented. You know, there, there's other teams in the AFC that are ahead of them. So if you're going to pay Lamar and Ravens fans will tell everybody, oh, he doesn't have weapons. He doesn't have this. He doesn't have that. How do you fix that with him tying up so much of the cap? So the Ravens have a responsibility here. They don't have to follow the trend. They need to do what's right for Baltimore. They're a good organization, right? If you look yeah. at Cleveland, they're a two-bit organization. They had to overpay for Deshaun Watson to get there. They literally did. The Ravens aren't that type of organization, and the reason is is because of how they do things. Now, they could for me, they were a Sam Hubbard turnover not happening from having the Bengals on the brink of elimination with a backup quarterback, okay? They could just say, you know what? We're going to get Hendon Hooker. Wait for him to heal. We see some potential in this kid. Let's draft him in the second round. Probably fall, you know, he's probably, wherever he may fall, and let's build around that kid. Because the other factor is, if you're going to hamstring your team, they're not going to be able to build around them. So you have to ask yourself, is that QB the guy that could carry your team? Mahomes is. He's a rarity, right? Brady had the will to win. He took pay cuts all the time because he knew he needed to have a team around him. You know, and I'm not saying that anybody should get paid less. But, I mean, it's as simple as, you know, just because the Browns messed up doesn't mean – I agree. It doesn't mean you have to do that. And that's why the Browns don't have any Super Bowl titles. To be honest, because they make bad decisions. And I'm not saying that the Watson will work out for him, but historically the Ravens draft well. Mm -hmm. um, they make good signings, good trades, and they usually are very competitive. They have a good coach. They have a good culture. And I just think Lamar is out of his mind to expect that. Like, he, I think he is grossly overvalued himself. Like, listen, people say, well, he has an MVP. None of these guys have MVPs. Ask Dan Marino how many MVPs he would give back if he was able to get a Super Bowl trophy in, in his, right? The, like, the reason, the, the, not everyone's Tom Brady, man. Yeah. Um, And I listen, I'll defend Lamar a little bit here. So I don't think Lamar should be asking for less money. I think that he should be fully entrenched. I need more than Derek Carr. I need more than Daniel Jones. That's fair. I need more yeah. than, I need more than uh, Deshaun Watson. I have an Kyler MVP. Murray. Kyler Murray. But you got to make it where it's bonus money, it's not all guaranteed, and it's team-friendly to be able to have add additions to your team. See, like, Dak Prescott understood exactly what it was, right? Dak signed a massive deal, but so much of it's bonus money. It's not guaranteed money. So he gets a huge chunk of change. The, the contract looks big. He makes the money wise on the team, and the team can still reload around him. And that's the only thing I'll give Dak, Dak Prescott credit for because it's not a huge cap. It. The Dallas Cowboys structured that contract very bonus heavy so they could be able to cut and cut ties or, you know, it's not guaranteed money. Well, they had to do that, though, to be fair, because they committed the venial sin of giving a running back a lot of money oh, and God. a quarterback. So <laughs> that's why you had to say, like, oh, they let Amari Cooper go. He's I mean, I know he made the blood. million on the books this year. Yeah, I mean – then they yeah. franchise Tony Pollard at ten million, and Tony Pollard's probably not going to be able to play the whole year. And they, they basically franchised him at ten point one million dollars this year. He's not going to be able to play until November. 
because they don't want to lose him because they know he's their f- future f- running back. It's, yeah. it's wild, bro. It's wild. Yeah, I, it's crazy. I want to borrow a line real quick from Colin Coward. Heard um, I, he always he has some awful takes. I don't always agree with him, but he said conclusion doesn't mean collusion, right? So if people come to a consensus conclusion about Lamar and what may the outlook be in the future, it does not mean they're colluding. That's a totally different story. And, you know, people say, well, they don't want to give the Watson guaranteed contract. It's not, I, I don't really think it's as much as we don't want to do that. That might be part of it, but they don't want to give it to this particular guy because you, you got to look at recent performance. I mean, it just, you're not paying them off 2018. You can't use that as a barometer. Agreed. Guys, um, we're going to talk about this a lot more in two weeks from now. Uh, we got a lot more to get into with pregame and pigskin. Uh, I'll be on vacation next week. Uh, so, if you know, I think that we let free agency play out the way it is. We come back on the 23rd and um, we discuss everything that happened. And then we start pregame in the NFL draft in April. Uh, any final comments you guys want to bring up before we wrap it up for tonight? No, just I'm excited for a free agency to happen and uh, go USA in the World Baseball Classic. I mean, man, the Eagles are going to get slammed in this free agency. They are, but see, you know, man, you got to – it's tough, man. They're going to face that question. How much are you going to get the quarterback? How long? And, you know, you got to prepare for that. But To John Gardner-Johnson one hit me, bro. I thought if they were going to re-sign a couple players this year, I thought Chauncey Gardner-Johnson would be one of those players. Um, if you lose Chauncey Garter Johnson, James Bradbury, I understand losing TJ Edwards. You got Nicobe Dean to walk right into that role. I get it. Kazir White, I get it. Javon Hargrave, I understand. You have Jordan Davis to walk into that role. Do you it, think it can have anything to do with any locker room issues, perhaps? Because, you know, he, he has no, had them in other they organizations. They all love him. Right. I mean, maybe to organize it because, you know, he was calling people out after the Super Bowl. Do you think that kind of might have been like, uh, like, you know, possible? possible Chauncey Gardner Johnson's going to go to Cleveland and make a lot of money and do really well there it's a very don't blame good... for getting paid I mean no no yeah. I just don't don't go to Dallas that's all I ask they don't have the money so I'm good <laughs> no, that that's all me. I ask out of the you, Eagles free agents just don't go to Dallas right yeah any don't final do... comments Mr. Kyle Edwards no I'm like Godfrey I want to see where free agency goes I think this is going to be I mean it's obviously going to be very active there's a lot of guys that need new homes or resign or whatever but i am interested to see what my patriots do would love for them to probably sign a tackle in free agency draft one but you know everybody's been pressuring them to get wide receivers worry about tackles that, that's all i want so by the way i was scared as scared shitless when the name matt patricia came up for defensive coordinator for the eagles i was oh like, god you can't have the guy <laughs> that got the philly special done on him be your defensive coordinator that can't happen yeah. You know what I mean? He had the worst answer. He's like, "Yeah, I saw the play." I was like, "Oh my god, this guy." <laughs> anyway, that's... well, um, I gotta head out. I appreciate you guys listening, tuning in this week, uh, pregame and pigskin. I, I made sure I could stay around and do this show, but uh, my vacation officially starts now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. That's Kyle Edwards. That's D. Godfrey. I'm Wire to Wire Gene, and this is pregame and pigskin. And we are signing out. Thank you.